Support for Backseat Quarterbacks is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BSQB at manscaped.com. That is right, 20% off and free, nothing beats free, worldwide shipping with the code BSQB at manscaped.com. Benjamin, tell me a time where you've nicked your balls while trimming below the waist. Give me a story, my friend. That's what the listeners want to hear. Well, I won't go into too much detail, but let me just say the, the adrenaline rush and the life flashing before your eyes. I mean, hey, I like roller coasters, but not in the nether region. Okay, that's not something I want to deal with. So um, I enjoy the peace of mind of the, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. Um, have used it multiple times now. Um, You're a you daily know. trimmer. Yes, I, I mean, uh, the best maintenance, right? If, if it's, uh, you know, you keep it maintained, you don't got to go, you know, do more work later. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my... Uh, that's my philosophy, but yeah, love it. Also, same philosophy with the, with the nose hairs. You do also, they do also offer a little, a nose hair trimmer. You know, the worst thing I'd say is, is maybe go in and, and meet somebody on a first date and you got some long nose hairs coming out. That just looks oh, bad. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know? You can't do that. Um, so you got to trim it up a little bit. I know Sterling has a huge problem with nose hairs. So he's probably been using that like a madman lately. Um, two days. Yeah. He's doing two days. Okay, well, listen, we can fix your problems if you have a lot of nose hair or if you're constantly scraping your nuts with whatever you're using at this current time. Here's how we can do it. Yep. Get 20% off and free shipping. I can't get over that enough. Free shipping. That's a, if you're not shipping free, what are you doing at this point? Manscaped shipping free. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code BSQB at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free, free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code BSQB at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Woo! Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by Benny and Steve as we go over all things Week 11 action. This was another crazy week, and uh, we're about to just toss it up and say that this year is wide open. I think we've said that the last few weeks, but now it's definitely wide open. I think there's about eight teams that can win a Super Bowl uh, if things go right and they get hot at the right time. Typically, every year, there's maybe four that people really think that, that can win it. Um, but this year, there's really no dominant team. You know, the Cardinals are 9-2, and two, and they've been winning games with Cole McCoy, two out of three. And their two wins are against the 49ers and Seahawks, which I don't think most people expected to happen. You have, you know, Rodgers and the Packers, Brady and the Bucks, Mahomes is getting hot with the Chiefs, Josh Allen um, with the Bills, and yes, and yes, my New England Patriots are back in the hunt, back in the mix, leading the division going into Week 12. How about that? Who would have saw that coming? Well, I put a futures bet on it, so I kind of did. 
but uh, not really. It was more of a Hail Mary. Uh, but anyways, it's going to be a fun rest of the season. This was a fun week. A lot of uh, crazy things happened. Have you heard that before? You probably have. It's happened a lot the last few weeks. So um, we we have a fun episode today. We uh, led Benny at, at, at around the end do an obituary for the Seattle Seahawks because he thinks it's over, and uh, I agree with him. So without further ado, here is Benny and Steve. Benny, Steve, week 11. Almost in the books. We got a Monday night game, but how are you guys feeling? We are officially on the second half of the season. I think we were officially last week, but now we're really into the into the mix of things. Next week's uh, Thanksgiving, so we're in the late stages of the regular season. Uh, how you guys doing, Benny? You I go first. Yeah, I completed the trifecta of depression. You asked me what that was. Um, that's a uh, Seahawks. When your NFL team loses, your fantasy team loses, and you lose your biggest bet of the week. So that'll happen. So, you know, good week overall. Oh, Steve, how are you doing? Doing good. Uh, the Broncos didn't lose. Uh, cracking one, you know, just great week, great week. You did crack this week? Is that what you just said? Yeah, the cracking one. He's on crack right now. Is what he's oh, saying. you said the cracking one. I, 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 miss, I misheard. I thought you said you, you tried crack this week. I was going to say congratulations on finding a new vice my friend. Yeah. I gave up gambling, picked up crack. I feel like I need some crack. I'm tired as hell right now. Okay. I've been, uh, I woke up early this morning. Well, I woke up early this morning. Okay. There was a big tent, the final tennis uh, match of the year, the year end finals. My guys, Vera of beat Medvedev. Very happy about that. That was at 8 a.m. I stayed up till 4 a.m. last night writing a law school essay that I still am writing, uh, up to this minute. It's terrible. Uh, it's not fun, but I took a long break today to watch eight hours of commercial free football on red zone. And then the Sunday night game that I actually had no, um, no money on no anticipation of what would happen. If I would have bet, I texted my friend this, I would have took Steelers plus five. I think that covered, I'm not sure if it did, but I think that covered, uh, but who cares what I would have done. I didn't do it. So I didn't lose or gain money. Um, this week, I'm a little up, which is surprising given the last three weeks, but uh, I hit on some of my better bets. The Seahawks and the Cowboys cost me a lot. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a sec. Embarrassing. Yeah, by the Seahawks. It's two years in a row. Cole McCoy looks like Tom Brady when he plays Seattle. Uh, yeah. It's insane. He had the. I think he might have actually had the best week of a quarterback. that uh, Somebody threw for, I think Rodgers might have threw for like 400 yards with four touchdowns, but um, good job, Cole McCoy. Let's talk Sunday Night Football real quick. Instant reactions. I'll tell you this. My first reaction is this. The Chargers won the game. Almost an epic collapse that is so Charger-esque. They have no fans that go to that stadium. That was a Steelers home game. First time this season, Big Ben's arm looked like it wasn't a noodle. He actually made some good passes. Uh, and he, he wasn't, he wasn't bad. And so he wasn't the reason they lost. The reason the Steelers lost were, or was that they have so many injuries on defense, no TJ Watt. Um, I think they had another edge rusher out as you saw, Justin Herbert constantly broke contain. And I think he rushed for almost hundred yards in this game, which, uh, he's, he's a fat, he's a, he's a quick, he's a quick guy, but, uh, I feel like if Justin Herbert's running for 90 yards against her defense, 
eh, you're probably not running a good game plan. Yep. So not any huge takeaways. Main thing here, the Chargers and the Steelers are still in the playoff hunt. But as long as the Chargers special teams are as bad as they are, this is not a contender. Because if you're that bad on one side of the football to where you allow huge punt returns and kick returns almost on a regular basis, you miss a ton of kicks. Uh, every time you punt, there's a chance it gets blocked. You know, eh, not, not good to be that bad on one phase of the ball. They are disastrous. So, and then with the Steelers to me, if Big Ben plays like this going forward and they get some people healthy, they could make a run because they're built. I like the way that they're built, but I'm, I just don't trust in his arm holding up. I feel he had COVID. I honestly feel like the week off of football <laughs> was probably good for his arm. Yeah. Uh, because it did look better. I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys noticed that too, but he actually was hitting some deep throws and it, he had a little zip on the ball. Did, did either of you guys see that or notice that? Or is, or I, saw I, just, him, or I saw him sling one up there to uh, Deontay. He, yeah, that was a dime. That was a, that was actually a really yeah. nice ball. Um, but yeah, those are my those are my instant reactions. Go ahead, give me give me your takes if you have any, or we can get into the week because I felt like this game had no uh, hype around it. It was more the day games, but uh, I watched it. Of course, did you guys have anything you'd want to say? Yeah, um, I wasn't really excited about this game, but it turned out to be a good game, so that's good. You know, um, I, I heard a funny. Uh, oh, number one, hey Justin Herbert's a stud. I heard a funny uh, thing from Chris Collinsworth. I think he said. Oh, he's playing really well. Usually, usually, uh, players are really nervous on Sunday night. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, dude, I feel like it makes no difference. I don't know what the hell he's talking about, you know. Um, yeah. but no, um, good game, surprisingly. Glad, glad it was, uh, you know, high scoring game, not a you know, not a six to, to three game, but um, yeah, that's all I got, Steve. Yeah, not like, uh, a ton of big implications, but it was actually probably my favorite game of the day to watch. It was like it was enjoyable fighting game. This is like who was gonna blow it the most, you know? Yeah, the Chargers tried it. <laughs> yeah, the they, Steelers tried, had, they, they tried their heart out. The Steelers had 27 fourth quarter points. That's that's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the box score right now. Uh yeah, Herbert had 382 and three touchdowns and 90 yards on nine attempts. Uh Big Ben, 273. Three touchdowns, no picks. So, uh, it, this is the thing. The last few weeks, Herbert has looked limited because of the offense that they're running. And they have Joe Lombardi, who is the Saints' old uh, QB coach. And he's been running an offense made for Drew Brees when he has Justin Herbert. And it makes, and I'm happy they opened it up a little more this game. Uh, when Herbert, Herbert's arm, I think we make. I think people make too big of a deal about arm talent, right? Like being able to throw it 80 yards on your knees. That's really cool, but like you're not going to use that. But Herbert's arm talent is just un Ooh. I think it's unmatched. I think it's him, Josh Allen, Mahomes. And you just see the zip on his on his ball when he throws it 30 yards into like a a, a zone coverage. It gets there quicker than any than any defender can. And that just that's something that I noticed that I'm like, wow, it's, it blo- it blows me away. So I hope Speaking that the- of arm talent. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Tim Boyle? We're gonna talk about that in a sec. <laughs> almost won, by the way. He almost he almost won that game. Uh, 
we're going to talk about uh, the, the Browns. The Browns being stinky. Uh, but yeah, my final thing, Herbert Lombardi, you guys over there in with the Chargers, please, for the love of God, open up that offense because it's very fun to watch when you have Herbert throwing it all over the place, not just doing dump downs because you have a guy that can do that. Let him out of his shell. Let him out of his cocoon. He is, uh, he's been elite. Let him do what he needs to do. I put him as my number five quarterback coming or after the second week, right? I had, to, I had to take him out of there for how he's performed the last few weeks, but he'll get his way back. He'll get his way back. Okay, game of the day. A lot of people anticipated this to be the game of the year. Uh, we, on this podcast, put it in our podcast parlay. Supposed to be a high-scoring game. I bet the over 56 uh, before kickoff. Nine plus 19, 28 total points were scored in this game. The the Cowboys did not get in the end zone. Their defense played surprisingly well. They didn't ever come out often of the shell, the cover two shell that they, that has been able to prevent the chiefs from really doing much. It worked again. Uh, Hint defenses, defensive coordinators, Play that type of defense against Mahomes until it's broken. Don't do what the Raiders did because he will burn you. Uh, The takeaways here are, for me, no Cooper. C.D. Lamb got hurt at the end of the half. And Dak just doesn't look as good as he did pre-injury. And I think he's still lingering a little, the calf. He didn't look like he was stepping into throws as much. Um, He's usually great against the blitz, but I guess that's also partly because he didn't have two of his top, he didn't have his two top targets out there. So it's harder to get chemistry with, you know, fourth and fifth wide receivers. So he wasn't good against the blitz today. It was a bad game for Dak. I'm not going to really take trends away, except the only trend that really matters to me is that as long as, as long as Mahomes can't do much against cover two, uh, I don't think this team's a Super Bowl team. And I, I've been adamant about that this whole time. So Benny, give me yours. Yeah, I'm definitely upset that, the uh, Cowboys dropped the stinker. Um, I'm disgusted. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to think about the the Chiefs. Um, I should probably never bet on one of their games again. But because uh, <laughs> we rode, you know, like a, a three or basically up until the season of you know trusting them and you know them not coming through. And then this week we bet against them and they, you know, they come through. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that I agree with you. I don't know if they're really a Super Bowl team. They could turn it on at any point, but. I guess the good thing is, you know, their their defense is looking um, better, so that, that that could be promising. I don't really, uh, you know, put too much into this game for the uh, Cowboys. You know, I think they're still gonna. Um, I mean, I, they're still my favorite team in the NFC. Um, one thing I'm curious about is, uh, you know, since the Seahawks got a, a fork stuck in them this week, do you think this is a question for you? Do you think the the Cowboys would be better with Russell Wilson than than Dak? Right, no. No. Uh, reason being, I think Wilson's still – I don't think Wilson's good right now. I think he's still injured. He wanted to nobly, might I add, come back quick from that injury to give because he feels that he's the best option that that team has. He's been bad since he came back. He He's missing throws that he never misses. Um, he This has always been a problem, but he takes a ton of coverage sacks because – I remember there was a third and 10. This is a random play. I just remember because they still had a chance to win. I had money on them plus eight in a tease minus two and a half 
plus two and a half before Kyler Murray got deemed out. And I had them, I had the, uh, I had the under, which I think hit, but so I had a lot of money sprinkled all over Seattle and there was a third and 10 play where Wilson where they run four verts and it's like, nobody even turns at the, at the, uh, at the sticks. Everybody's just running deep, like deep crossers or, or just go routes. And I'm like, what are you doing? And that's not his fault. He's not the one calling that, but it, it makes no sense that that's what's being called and he's missing all his deep shots. So I don't think he'd be better than Dak right now. Overall as a QB, I view them as more interchangeable than most. I think Wilson probably is a little better than Dak overall, but you know, it's really, you're picking at straws. I'd go with the younger guy at the, at, right now between the two. That's just me though. Yeah. I think they're both great. Yeah. So Steven about, um, about the chiefs uh, Dallas game. Yeah. I just, it's just one of those games where it doesn't happen where you thought it was going to happen. We, mm-hmm. we always get down on one team. I swear each week and then they just completely do the opposite of what we thought they were going to do. <laughs> it's been the chiefs. I think or not. The, what was last week? Last week was the chiefs. Yes. Um, was a week before the Packers. I don't remember. Yeah, we do. It, it yeah, seems yeah. like it seems like each week we're just getting we're picking one team, we're adding it into yeah, the podcast. Not like, bad, not like bad teams either. It's usually good teams. So we're like we're rough on one team, and then it just it just turns it on its head. So you know, we'll see what it is next week. <laughs> we'll have yeah, one. Don't worry. Next week. I haven't looked at the schedule, but uh, we'll have one. Um, you know, a lot of people are back on the Chiefs bandwagon. Pump the brakes. They're seven and four. They're in position to win the division. Um, I still think that I still, I don't know. There's just something that I feel like they're solvable on offense. And now who they have coming up, they have, they go into their bye week It's Denver, Vegas, Chargers, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Denver. This is a long schedule. The extra week is, is uh, it's doing me in for a doozy. So I don't know how much competition they'll have in some of those games, but you know, I think I think a lot of those division games are going to give them fits, except for except for um, the Raiders again. Because unless they unless they change their defense, I hate when coordinators and I'm not like I'm not a genius. Okay, I'm not saying that I could call games better than NFL guys, but when you know something works against a team and all the analytics say that this is the type of coverage that works against Mahomes. Don't go and stick to your guns and do something that he's proven time and time again, he can shred. It's just stupid. And I know it's hard to teach. Like if you're stuck in your scheme, you want to beat him that way, but it will happen forever. As long as, as long as coaches are one track minded, uh, they will get screwed by good players that can, that can, uh, you know, take advantage of that. And it happens all the time with offenses and defenses. You see, it's, football is all about matchups more so than anything else. And uh, I just – I hope that teams that – you watch – I don't want to go on a big soapbox here, but you watch the film and you see what works, and then you go into a game and you do the exact opposite. It really makes no sense. So going back to last week. This week, Dan Quinn, good job. He's been really good for the Cowboys, and I think that the offensive woes will be fine. I don't, I don't take much away, but they better, they better be careful because Philly's winning now, and they have a pretty easy schedule. So this Ooh. is actually there is a division race there. 
Okay. It really looks scary. Couple of a uh, couple or then. Okay. This is another one. Vikings Packers Vikings 34 Packers 31. When we were doing the podcast parlay, I was teetering between either the Vikings or the Cowboys. Of course we put the Cowboys in there because uh, we're fools. Kirk cousins. And, uh, and Aaron Rodgers had a good old fashioned showdown in this game. I, uh, I watched this pretty adamantly or adamantly is that the right? I watched this pretty closely because again, I had quite a bit of money on the Vikings, uh, plus one and a half. I also had it on an alternate line Vikings minus three. How about that? Uh, and you know, he, I really like the skill players on the Vikings. I think we've, I think we've covered that a lot. Justin Jefferson, Thielen and cook. There's very few groups that are in that same uh, stratosphere. No Aaron Jones. That's pretty big. Even though AJ Dillon's a talented runner and good and good pass catcher. I feel like Aaron Jones is, uh, is um, Rogers is fail safe. I don't know. I, I, the Vikings five and five. Now they're in they're They're in the hunt. What'd you guys, what'd you think, Benny? Um, yeah, I think the Vikings are um, dangerous, especially with, uh, I mean, uh, Justin Jefferson is an animal. Like He's a beast, yeah. Yeah, he's like, nobody can cover him right now. Like that play that Kirk Cousins basically just threw the ball up to him there, um, you know, where he got stopped at the one just short. I mean, when you have a guy like that and you have Thielen and Kirk Cousins actually looks pretty good. Um, I mean, they're, they're dangerous. I think that, um, I think Rogers will be back. Um, it, you know, I heard him talking about, he, I think he has like some toe issue right now. No, oh, give they me called a it break. A little, a little worse than a turf toe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, that, that they have a buy coming up. I heard him talking about it. I mean, they'll, they'll be fine. Um, hopefully they get Aaron Jones back, um, you know, soon. I'm not worried about them at all, but the Vikings do look like a team that, you know, are going to maybe maybe play spoiler for a lot of teams and work their way into the wild card. Every single time Aaron Rodgers gets hit, he limps. It's been that way since he started back in like 2007. He, he is so performative out there. He's an actor. I believe he's injured, but guess what? Don't go broadcast that to everybody. Why would you say that? Like he's, it's just, it's so corny what he does. I'm sick of his shtick. Okay. It's been, I've been sick of it for the last couple of years. It's whatever. Get o- get over yourself, Aaron. Okay, cool. Are you just jealous of his beautiful lettuce? Oh my God. That hair is just, if he doesn't get a haircut soon, uh, it's, it, come on, come on. That's all I can say. I can't, I don't want to talk any crap about bad hair. I have a receding hairline myself. I look terrible right now. I haven't got a haircut in a while. I'm starting to grow my Aaron Rodgers out. Look at Albert Einstein. <laughs> It's very staticky in my apartment. I, I literally shock myself every time I sit on my couch. I got the wrong couch. I no, I'm just I'm, he, he literally I can never forget when do you remember the game he got carted off on and then he came back in and threw like three touchdowns? Do you remember that game? It was against the Bears no, a few years ago. I swear I to God, did that not happen? Did I dream that last night? I did that happen, know. Steve? Steve, do you remember that game? When Aaron Rodgers got carted off the field and then came back in and threw like three touchdowns. Oh yeah, it wasn't that. that was last year. It wasn't last. Was it last year? It was last year. Or the year before. Okay, good. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not making things. Uh, I'm, up. Pre- I'm pretty sure that happened. I remember you talking about nonstop. Yeah, I'm just. Come on, it's just. It's just tiring. You know who doesn't complain about being injured? 
the guy that pl- that won a super Bowl. the guy that won a super Bowl on Tim a Boyle. Uh, he did uh, both of them oh initials correct on both those guys okay the initials are correct a little tb12 okay i did that on purpose actually <laughs> i love it and tim boyle i thought well. you might say tb so i was gonna say yep Teddy Bridgewater was the guy. i'm just saying i'm just saying he won a super bowl on a torn mcl you didn't hear about it until he got his knee scoped after this season be like tom aaron just set just get over yourself kirk cousins statistically this year top five quarterback now I feel like he is every year. Like, he's actually like, been statistically. Year, yeah, he year has. Over year, statistically, he probably is in the top five. He might be in the top three some year. What? Yeah, if you just go look are at you, pure you numbers. You really are on crack, Steven. No, just to go look at pure numbers. Like, sometimes he is just in the top five and no one talks about him because he's curved up. His TDD interception, he's thrown 21 touchdowns, two picks. So, he's been I, he's been good. He. I, I don't know. I, I still don't think this Vikings team has the DNA to win uh, just because of how hard they try to lose every game. It's, it's just mind-numbing watching them have huge leads and then blow them every single game. And they hold on sometimes. Sometimes they don't. So it's, it's just they can't put a team away. And I feel like their philosophy to try to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball is dumb because they have – Justin Jefferson and Thielen. And yeah, they have Dalvin Cook. But you know what Dalvin Cook can also do? He can pass catch. So if you want to get him touches, have him run routes because he's really good at he's a really good uh receiving back as well as just a running back. Do you have anything you want to say about this game, Stevie? Kirk Cousins is really good at getting strip sacked too. He is. He's actually one of the best. He's one of the best at that. Honestly, he is one of the best. It happens all the time to him. You know when you see somebody coming off the edge behind on his blind side, you're like, yep, this ball, this ball's coming out. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You anticipate it too. Like with some other quarterbacks, you see them come off the edge, you'll cover up, cover yeah. up with Kirk. You know, it's 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 gone. Third, the ball's it's, going out. Yeah, it's like third and manageable, and they're in field goal range. If somebody's coming, he's getting strip sacked. Like Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan are the king of getting sacked out of field goal range. Those are the two. Yeah. They do it all the time. And it's, it's hilarious because you know it's going to happen. Steve, do you have any anything you want to say about this? No, we can go to the next one. I think we've talked enough about Kirk Cousins. Captain Kirk? Wow, I mean, you're, you're going to say he's top three some years. Now you don't yeah, I know. I wanted, I wanted to hear more on, more on that. Give us some numbers. Yeah, Mr. Statistician. Two, three, four. <laughs> he's counting them up. Count them up. Count them up, Steve. Um, Okay few things we're going to go through these a little not quick oh a little quicker texans 22 titans 13 what actually i'm not surprised not surprised this is what the titans do the the titans are eight and three two of their losses have came to the jets and the texans now i do give them a little just a tad just a little um relief no Henry, although he's out for a long time. No Julio. He'll be back in a few weeks. A.J. Brown was hobbled. And divisional game. Now, the Texans are terrible. So I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend. <laughs> I'm not gonna defend the Texans here. But you know what? Uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor is actually not terrible, you know? And he's a serviceable QB. Probably not a starter in the NFL, like a legitimate starter. But, uh, you know, I don't think when he's playing that you're guaranteed to lose. So 
Tannehill just had a stinker. There was terrible weather and it happens. Now they have some serious problems and I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go on like a Patriots rant here, but we're going to talk about two teams the Patriots play in the next two weeks. That's the Titans and the Bills. The Titans cannot run the football without Derrick Henry. Now that's not, that doesn't, it's, that's fine because Derrick Henry's so good, but since he's out, Adrian Peterson is not good. Uh, who Jeremy McNichols is a pass catcher and they have uh, one other guy. I don't know his name. I'm, I'm th- uh, and then Deontay Foreman. Yeah. Foreman. Yeah. And if you can't run against the Pats defense, you're probably not going to be too successful because that's their weakest area of uh, uh, on their defensive side of the ball is the run defense. It, I still think the, I still think the, um, the Titans win this division, but they are clearly a shell of themselves without Henry, which is, which makes sense, right? That's, that was their MVP of their team and their offense. And the, the team ran through him, uh, play action and just his pure running skill is, you know, the best in the league. So they're, they're on the downturn. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to like, I'm not saying that the Patriots will blow them out or anything. I, I, I respect Tannehill. I respect uh, Vrabel and, and that team, but it's uh, I don't know. Losing to the Texans is a terrible look. And they had a six game win streak where they beat five playoff teams. So they, they and the last time they lost was against the Jets before this win streak. So it's, it's kind of like going on another tear after this one. Yeah, exactly. So I don't want to say anything like that. I think is factual, but I would say without, without Henry, and without Julio and AJ Brown being a little hurt, you've really just taken away the three best players that Tannehill has on that offense. And the replacements are not good. They've got a lot of money invested in Julio and Henry and Tannehill. Uh, Browns are like they were known as like a super defensive team where they could then fall on back of that. So they kind of really need that offense. So it's not going to help them at all. Exactly. The defense has played good this year, but it's, it's not a, you know, it's not, it's not a unit that you're really scared of. So I, uh, I came away from this very happy as a Patriots fan that uh, they, they lost this. Cause I, I, you know, we all chalk this up as a dub for the Titans, uh, but Tannehill just had a bad game and yeah, the, the weather played a part. So you have anything you want to say, Benny, or is this just classic Titans? Oh my gosh, this is classic Titans, but um, I think they just need to hold on until the playoffs, hopefully get Derek Henry back by yep. the playoffs and hopefully be healthy with everybody, you know? And um, it really sucks that Julio like can't stay healthy at all. I think that if he had some time to, you know, build some chemistry with Ryan Tannehill um, going into the playoffs, it could be a scary team. You know, if you have both those guys actually operating at a high level uh, between um, Julio and uh, AJ Brown, AJ Brown's a stud. He's going to, he's, he's good. He, yeah, don't he's worry great. about him as long as he's healthy, right? Julio, if he gets some time to actually, build some rapport with Tannehill they I mean they could be scary but Steven you're right they don't have like the defense to fall back on so I feel like they're like when they have Derrick Henry that is you know a way that they um, can kind of help out their defense right but like having long drives you know shoving it down other team's throat but um, yeah I think that they're just so inconsistent um, I don't really I don't really know I'm not confident in that if, if they replayed any of those teams that they beat Bills, um, Chiefs, you know, um, all the good teams that they've uh, beaten in that run, I don't see them beating them again. So I, I just, especially without Derrick Henry. So I think that they just got to hold on until the playoffs, hopefully get him back, and then um, then they have a chance. Yeah, 
agree with everything. Okay. Another big upset, but this isn't as big of an upset to me because the Colts have actually came on. Uh, they've looked really good lately. By the way, a little free advertising. Hard Knocks is back on HBO. The in season of the Colts came out with the first episode this week. Uh, pretty good episode. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They've never done this before. I actually will enjoy, especially when they're on a roll and they look good. So you got the Colts. Uh, this this game will be fun to fun to relive on Hard Knocks. I love Hard Knocks. How can you not? Hard Knocks is great. It's like it's football porn, <laughs> even on teams you don't like. Like I don't like the Colts. I like what they did today though. Uh, Buffalo, beautiful. Buffalo are are second. Uh, I think all of us had Buffalo very high rate high rated coming into the season. They are now second in their division, and I'm going to tell you this, boys, right now. I bet uh, Patriots to win the division before their Thursday night game. And I got them at plus 450. So they're now in first place. They have two games against the Bills. They control their own destiny. Um, here's what I'm going to say. Number one, Jonathan Taylor is a monster. Okay. He is unbelievable and probably going to win offensive player of the year. Right. I feel like he's, he's probably the favorite right now. He's the best running back in the league right now. Yeah, four touchdowns, 185 yards, um, and his, his runs are great. Like he he's he's a different level of runner. Which um, great draft pick they hit on that great. And I who is their GM? Their GM used to work with the Seahawks, right? I think that was a guy from the Seahawks. I don't know. Well, maybe. Don't want to give him too much credit. Uh, Carson wins this game. Was 11 for 20 with 100 yards. The Colts scored 41 points. So they did it. Give them his yards. 106. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, here's the thing about the bills. And I actually am concerned about the bills and this, here's the reason why here are who the bills have beat this season. They are. Here's how they played the season. They lost to the Steelers at home week one. They killed the dolphins. I think Brissett was in that game. They killed Washington. They killed the Texans. They killed the Chiefs. That was, a, that was an impressive win. Then they lost to the Titans. They beat the Dolphins, but that game, they it was 26-11, but I, if I recall correctly, it was 0-0 going into the third quarter or something like that. They lost to the Jaguars. They killed the Jets, and they got killed by the Colts. So their wins are against, their wins are against the Jets, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, that's good, the Texans, Washington, the Dolphins. The only team they beat that's actually good is the Chiefs. Uh, so they play the Saints next week on Thursday. Oh, my God. These Thanksgiving games might be the worst of all time. Maybe the worst of all time. You're going to have Tim Boyle out there. You're going to have uh, the Cowboys, the corpse of the Cowboys, because it looks like uh, Cooper's out and CD's also going to be out because he has a concussion. Cooper has COVID and he won't be able to come back from protocols that quick. I don't know who they play. These are some bad Thursday night games. The Bills, they can, like the Titans, they are unable to run the football. They do not have a running game. And I watched that game and I saw what Jonathan Taylor was doing and it had me salivating at the mouth because I'm thinking the Patriots love running the ball with Damian Harris. They love running the ball with Ramondre Stevenson. Thank the Lord that this is the Bills run defense. 
So I, I don't, I'm not, I'm concerned about the bills. Yes. I think they're still a very talented team. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. I think they're a little worse than they were last season, or maybe just teams have caught up to them. Benny, 45 seconds on the bills. Give it to me. Mm, Josh Allen looks bad. By the way, coming into today, he was a favorite to win the MVP. I want you to look at his stats and tell me how he's the MVP. What are what are, what is what is Vegas doing here? He's not close. Storyline. But there's they I were six and three coming in and coming off a loss to the Jags two weeks ago. It just doesn't really make sense to me. But yeah, you're yeah, right. Okay. You're right. It doesn't. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he looked really bad. And you you said Josh Allen's back, um, and that is uh, that could be true. Classic Josh Allen. Um, yeah, classic. I, I mean, don't don't give up on him. Um, I think that wow, this is just a huge statement for the Colts, uh, more so than the Bills. You know, sticking sticking a fork in them. But um, the Colts look good if they can. Like they have a yeah. they have a playoff recipe for winning now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They can. They can. Yeah. They force. They're really good at forcing turnovers. With, I mean, they're they're linebackers. Um, you know, Darius Leonard, uh, Bobby Ogariki, like those guys are always punching the ball out. Like, I think like they're always forcing fumbles. And then, I mean, if they can, like, if they can slow down a, a team that's is, you know, explosive like the Bills and they can run the ball like crazy, as long as Wentz doesn't implode, they could be scary. I agree. And right now, the Colts are one game out of a, of a wild card spot, six and five. You look at their schedule. Um, let me bring it up. Colts schedule. I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy after next week. Next week they have the Bucks. Yeah. Then after the Bucks, they go Texans, Patriots is an easy. Actually, I was wrong. I lied to you. Uh, they have a few wins here that are pretty, pretty stead in stone. But they have the Bucks, Texans, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, Jaguars. So you get to nine wins. I think you make the playoffs. They're at six. I think that. Texans, J- Raiders, Jaguars are pretty um, – w- those are easily winnable games. Uh, maybe they can take one off the Bucks, the Pats, or the Cardinals, right? And if they go one and two in those and three and the, three and oh in the others, they're, they're in the playoffs. So um, you're right. I like the recipe that they have. I think Wentz has been better than what anybody's going to give him credit for because of some of the dumb stuff he does. Uh, he didn't really do much today, but – when you have Jonathan Taylor running like that in the defense, you're, you're right. You're spot on. Darius Leonard is probably the best linebacker in football. If not the best, yeah, he's yeah. top three. And uh, I, I, I like I like how they're rolling. Now, I don't know how serious Quentin Nelson's injury was. He got hurt in this game. Probably the best guard in football. Uh, important for the run game. If if it's serious, it, it ups, it's sad. If it's not that serious, hopefully it isn't, then uh, – I'm right there with you. I like the, I like this team. Steve? Yeah, this is definitely not how I thought this game would go at all, but um, I feel like this whole week was weird. I feel like almost every bad team was covered. But the Colts have been good. They just didn't get early games. Like, all, all the early games this season, they just lost. Like, games they should have won. Seahawks so. week one? Yeah. The, you go through, like, the whole first five weeks, I think they basically, like, had a terrible record. So... I still think if they make the playoffs, this is a good team. They're just getting hot, I think, a little too late, but we'll have to wait and see. They are – they're two games back from the Titans for the division. 
I don't think yeah, they yeah. catch Tennessee in the division just because I, I looked at their schedule and I read over it. I think that they have probably three losses there. Um, but this is a team that will beat down on bad teams because of the way they play, which is which is a good which is good. You want to beat the teams you should beat. And I think the Colts are right there because Jonathan Taylor, when he's running like this, is near unstoppable unless you have a good run defense. And I think Pittman's a really good receiver. T.Y. Hilton, and when he plays one of the next four games, will will be valuable, and then he'll get hurt. And so, but Mo Ali for two to three great games late in the season. He always is. That, that's 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 his bread and butter. Mo Ali Cox, what a great name that is. Um, you know what the best name in sports is? USC's quarterback Jackson Dart. That's such a good name. What you're telling me? You're not going to put Jackson. Way better names than that. Jackson with an X, Benny. Jackson Dart. Oh, you're telling okay. me you're not moving above on your draft board because of that name? He's on my he's on my top. Uh, I think he's a freshman. He'll be on my draft board in a couple of years. Be ready. All right. If All Mac right. Jones starts slacking, I'm going for Jackson Dart. Okay. I honestly almost you pulled the trigger really on cool an autograph Mac. I almost I almost really? I, I almost pulled the trigger on an autograph Mac Jones jersey. <laughs> I didn't do it. I almost did. I was like, it will oh. only go up from here. Uh, what'd you say? Really Benny? good name though, but his career. It's not looking great right now is uh Spencer Rattler. That's a cool name. That is a good name. But career looks terrible can though. We, can we stick a fork in him or what? Eh, <laughs> not a fork yet. College, college football next year or is he gonna get drafted? I think he should the uh, this is a total aside. I think he should probably come out of college because really? this year's quarterback class is terrible. And mm. teams just teams that need a quarterback that aren't in the market for Watson, Wilson, or Rodgers are just begging for somebody to blow them away. And his physical tools are elite. You know what I'm he saying, can, right? Like he, he, he has a he cannon can. arm. Huh? Yeah, no, he does. He does. You're right. He has, he has good tools. So yeah, somebody, somebody will probably take a chance on him. Uh, probably a second rounder. I, probably a second rounder. Yeah. For some reason, I just thought of this. Um, I thought of like, Basically, a quarterback's career who was drafted in the first round that has gone downhill majorly. I was trying to think of an example that, like, maybe that's what Spencer Rattler might, if he doesn't play college, that could happen to him. Um, but what's his name? Josh Rosen. Was that oh not hilarious God. what the Falcons did at the end of the game last, last week? Was it, was it uh, Matt Ryan threw a pick? They took him out. Josh Rosen comes in first play, throws a pick six. Third, third play. Out. It was his third play. It was his third play. Oh, his third play. Okay. Then they, bring in, first. then they bring in Felipe Franks. That's a great name, too, by the way. Felipe Franks. Yeah, that's not a bad name. Then first, he throw ball. He throws picks. That was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that was really good. Um, that was hilarious. We'll we'll do our mock draft in a couple of months. That'll be one of the that'll be one of the final episodes of the season because uh, it's always interesting to see what we think is going to happen. Um, I'll tell you this: there aren't that many there aren't good quarterbacks in this draft class. There's a lot of good other positions, which is actually those drafts are usually fun. A lot um, of great but, linemen. Yeah, yeah, a lot of great linemen. But 100, there will probably be three or four quarterbacks taken in the first round because people overrate them. And as it is always tradition, half of first round quarterbacks end up being busts on average, slightly above half. And you can go, we, I think we did this. We went through the last 20 years of first round quarterbacks before uh, a lot of busts. So I like those odds though. 50, yeah, it's coin flip. Yeah. Um, okay. Bengals Raiders real quick. And then we'll talk Seahawks 
and then we are probably good. Our, actually, real quick, I just want to make a note. You guys can say something if you want. The Bears are embarrassing. Okay, how about that? But I'm just, uh, you lose to um, what's his name? Huntley. Yeah. I don't even know his first name. Tyler, maybe. Tyler Huntley. Um, by the way, nobody gets as sick as Lamar Jackson does. He needs to get his immune system checked out. It's been. No, yeah, I don't, he had I don't, explosive I, diarrhea last year against the Browns. Yeah, I don't know what what's wrong with him. I think he need, he actually I, I would suggest he gets checked out because this happens a lot. He, he was sick earlier this year too, uh, multiple times being sick in one uh, one flu season is very odd. Um, but I'm not a doctor, so okay. I uh, I just can't believe the Bears lost that game. Again, I'm not a coach. But do you know what I won't do? And the Ravens did this too earlier. They zero blitzed on, what was it, fourth and 11? Fourth and 10 or something. Yeah, that's great coaching, you know. I'm going to send the house. You have to hit. There's only three people in coverage. You have four people running. Just hit one of them, and you had to throw quick. And it's like Andy Dalton's a serviceable quarterback. Um but then the Bears gifted it right back into the same thing. They had a busted coverage and they lost the game. The I would fire Matt Nagy after this game. That's what I would do. He'd be gone. It would it'd be over. You can't lose this game to Tyler Huntley. Uh, you just can't. And yeah. this will end the any chance the Bears had of making the playoffs. They have seven losses. There's really no reason to have Matt Nagy come come back on Monday because start the search for your next coach now. The season's over. Uh jo- uh Justin Fields has bruised ribs, probably going to be out next game. Uh, by the way, tough rookie season for him so far. He's had, he's shown flat flashes of brilliance, but as, as a overall, it's not been great. Uh, just call it a, call it a year. Khalil Max out for the year. There's a whole bunch of stuff bad with this team, which also, by the way, was announced and nobody talked about it. <laughs> like, I feel like nobody talked about Khalil Mack being out for the year. Nope. Did you know about this? Did either of you know that? He's no, out I did not. Did I not. actually did not know that either. Yeah, he had foot surgery. He's out for the year. I, I look. I thought there was one. That. I follow like so many people who. Post. I got one notification. It's so like, yeah. Did I dream this? I sure hope I didn't dream this. Did I just give him a fake injury? Khalil Mack. <laughs> Khalil Mack's fine. <laughs> just, no place on place on IR to have season-ending foot surgery. Okay, I did see that. Wow. Um, two days ago. Just fire Matt Nagy. If he's the coach tomorrow, fire the GM along with him because uh, it's time It's time to move on. That's my only point on there. Did you guys have to say anything or no? You guys good? Um, no. I. Uh, yeah, hey, Seahawks, trade Russell Wilson to the Bears for Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, that was your, that was your take before the pod. Not a bad yep. one. Not a bad one. If I'm the Bears, I would do that. In time to rebuild. I agree. Um, we'll do the Seahawks in a sec. I just wanted to first do uh, the Raiders Bengals. So I just wanted to make a note here. On November 2nd, 2021, David Carr, Derek Carr's disgraced brother, who is probably the worst uh, quarterback in the history of the NFL. No, that's wrong. That's rude. Uh, he got sacked like a thousand times in his first three years. He was the first quarterback for the Texans, if you remember him. This is what David Carr said on November 2nd. 
when the Raiders make the Super Bowl this year, I will argue successfully, I might add, that not only is Derek the MVP, I will make the case that there has never, in all caps, been a more valuable player. Since that tweet, the Raiders have lost 23-16 to the Giants, 41-14 to the Chiefs, 32-13 to the Bengals today. Uh, and everything else under the sun has gone wrong. That was already after things went wrong. That's he tweeted that after after the other stuff. So oh, he was wow. making that he was making that he was saying like this is Derek is going to take over. Okay, uh, might be time to move on from Carr. And that's just I mean this team has nowhere to go. Um, the Bengals bounce back. I did have money on them minus one and a half. I wish I would have put that in the parlay again over the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, that's my only point. I just wanted to I just want to make fun of David Carr for a sec. So. We can move on to the Seahawks. I like it. That's a terrible tweet, right? That's an all-time bad one. Like, since he did that tweet, they've been blown out every game. <laughs> and he said he's the, the most valuable player of all time, is what he said. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Seahawks. That's love. That is. Oh, brotherly love. Seahawks. Um, Benny, I'll let you take it away. This is your team. You want to you, you read the obituary? Um, yes. Um Man, well, somebody's got their number, and his name's Colt. Colt mm-hmm. McCoy. Colt Barton? It's a bit. <laughs> no, it's – I mean, you go into this game. Russell Wilson's been back, for, you know. I know he's coming off injury, but he's been back for a whole week now. You're playing a division rival who has their backup quarterback again. You're favored, and you just – Looked terrible. Um, I it's sad, but you know the Seahawks of the last decade with Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, you know, formerly the Legion of Boom. I think it's time to move on, and that makes me that hurts. Um, but I think it ended honestly when uh, when uh, Cam Chancellor and and Earl Thomas flipped off the sidelines and Sherman was out. Like when all those guys left, like it just. It just didn't seem right, you know. Like there was something, something else going on, uh, and they committed to Russell Wilson, and good for them. But now Russell Wilson doesn't want to be there, you know. So um, I think it's time to rebuild, um, unfortunately. And also, I think it's time for Pete Carroll to like find somebody else to take the job from him. He could stay with the Seahawks in some capacity, you know. Um, yeah, you, you said that multiple times about he's him. He's basically okay. already the GM, you know. He's basically already the GM, so. Um, yeah. Well, I'll but, tell you this, Benny. If he's a GM, that's probably not good because they have been one of the worst. Well, uh, hey, it's the contract. It's it's the it's. I know he's a president or whatever. He he has the he has the. Uh, well, no, his drafting. They have only drafted like one actual. Yeah, the player last couple years they've been looking really bad with drafting. And the thing thing was like when Pete Carroll was uh, early on with the Seahawks. I mean, he was like uh, he was plugged into college football. You know. Yeah. He was he was actively recruiting players. Before he took the job, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. He was actually recruiting college players at high school. Um, he knew, like, what the pipeline looked like. He was playing against those guys. So, um, yeah, no – no. I mean, of course, he's going to draft well. In the beginning, he really did. Now it's – it's yeah, it's looking bad the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I hope – I mean, they're done this year. They're done this year. It's time to figure out the long-term plan. So, if I was If I was to recreate Seattle right now – I'd first say you're spot on with everything you said. Uh, 
this is the thing again, championship windows, they open and close quickly. And I think this team's championship window closed a few years ago. Wilson is, has been great and he's been able to, you know, keep it halfway open, but I don't think any of those teams that made the playoffs the last few years were actually like anybody actually thought they were going to win the Super Bowl, except for fans that were like blind with love for the team. You know, not that that's a bad thing. I think the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender right now. Maybe I'm blind with love for the Patriots. So it is, it's the, it's the duty of a fan to be blind for your team. Okay. Um, but it's, it's the duty of your friends to talk some sense into you at times. Yeah. So my, my thing with the Seahawks is yeah. Wilson's gone. I mean, this game was a last stand for the Seahawks. They win this. They have, they kind of had to run the table. Uh, I think you can get in with seven, seven losses. I, it'll be close. It'll be, you know, six or seven losses probably is the threshold. Um, it's probably done now. They, they're three and seven. Wilson looks bad. Uh, I'm surprised he's playing. I actually think Gino gives him a better chance right now because Wilson's finger is not healthy. You know, last game against Green Bay, and I, I think they did it this game too for most of it. Last game against Green Bay, he couldn't take snaps under center because of his finger. And really? that you, you, if you if you go back and watch that, they were running out of the pistol and out of shotgun, and they still were trying to run the ball because that's what okay. Pete Carroll wants. So – if you want, yeah, he couldn't, he could not take snaps under center. Um, wow. I like teams going out of shotgun and out of the pistol, but not when you're forced to, because your quarterback's finger can't actually, the ball can't touch it or else your, your finger will explode. I think they did that today too. I might be wrong. Um, he shouldn't be playing right now. And that's yeah, you shouldn't be on the field if you can't take a snap. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's crazy to me. Cole McCoy looks great. That's not Russell Wilson's fault. That's their defense's fault. Um, the truth is, Bobby Wagner's lost a step. He's still good in the run. He has been for the last few years awful in coverage. He's a mismatch on whoever you put him on because he's not fast enough. Uh, it's eerily similar to Jalen Smith, except he's still better than Jalen Smith. He's still he's still better in coverage than Jalen Smith, but he's a liability in pa- in pass coverage. Jordan Brooks doesn't look like a good guy. Like a, uh, he's young, so we'll we'll give it some time. He doesn't look like much of a uh, successor to Wagner. I don't like Jamal Adams. That's well-established. And, uh, you know, he, he did a terrible, he did a terrible, uh, PI on the one yard line today on a ball that probably wasn't going to get caught if he guards it even half decent. Uh, and he just grabbed the guy. You're right. I think a blow up is needed. I think it's time to move on to a new phase. I would say the big problem is this, if Russ leaves, you're officially one year out from DK forcing himself out. Because I could tell you right now, the way that he acts. It depends on who they brought in. It depends on who they brought in. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. If you, if you bring in somebody like, you know, Fields, for example. But we got to be um, real. I don't think that trade's on the table. I don't think they yeah. want to go up on Fields. Yeah, you're probably right. But if they bring in somebody who's young and promising, I think that they, they'd stick around. I mean, I think they'd stick around. Josh Rosen? <laughs> oh god. Uh no, I get what you're but saying. If it's like Andy Dalton. If it's like Andy Dalton, then yeah, he's gonna want out, you know. Yeah, I I just don't think this is a guy that's gonna have fun losing. Uh because the last few weeks he's been, you know, trying to get in fights every game. Uh Tyler Lockett, I don't know his age. How old is he? He's 29, so he'll be 30 next year. Uh that's kind of old for a receipt. That's not too old, but that's kind of old. It's, it's going to be a complete rebuild. It's going to be a few years at the bottom. Uh, try to try to trade Russ for whatever you can. 
I'd trade Lockett too then and have DK just be your number one and hopefully just stat whore him up and get him the ball as much as possible and hopefully keep him happy because he's still super young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a long rebuild. And uh, I think this is probably Carroll's last year. I think you're right. I'm, there's really no, there's no reason for him to sit through a rebuild, right? It just wouldn't make no. sense. He's old, yeah. And, it's, and I think the league's kind of passing by with how he's trying to operate. It just, yeah. yeah. I agree. Steve, you have anything? Yeah, it sucks. You have to have a rebuild, Benny. You can't have great teams like the Patriots and Broncos. Sorry, man. Can't have it all. Uh, do you want to do you want to know something real quick? And I, I felt I, I mad that I'm bringing it up so late in this podcast because we're about done. Troy Aikman on Thursday night football. He's okay. Number one, he is the worst commentator there is. Now I think he's officially taking that title easily. He, I, I feel like he has no interest in the game at all. He just talks out of his ass most, most of the time. One of the most jarring things he said was on Thursday night where he said, I think Bill Belichick's like 18 wins, 19, 20 wins, something away from the record. And I know he wants to get that record. That's been well reported that he wants to win record because it's actually an, untouch, an untouchable record. When you, when you look at how long these people have coached um, Tomlin, I guess could get there. Cause he's still pretty young, but um realistically two down years three down years and you're out of the league so it takes a lot of consistency um he wants that record but what troy aikman said was he's 60 bill belichick 69 and they got mac jones and they're like there's been talk about bill maybe retiring he's like but they've got mac jones who's going to be the qb for the next 15 to 18 years why would he leave this and then somebody tweeted out if Mac Jones plays 18 years and Bill Belichick stays for the next 18 years in 18 uh-huh. years, Bill Belichick will be 87 years old and Mac <laughs> Jones would be 41. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, if he, if he's, if he's spoken to God and this has came back to him, that this is what's going to happen for the next 18 years, count me in. I was ready to fire Bill Belichick after the uh, Cowboys uh, yeah. game. So by the way, I'd like to, I'd like to repent for my sins of that. That, that might be my most egregious take in the history of my life. Is that, is that so uh, repent for that one. But um, listen, I cannot believe Troy Aikman said that. And n- nobody quite like Joe Buck didn't say, hey, man, you realize Belichick will be in his late 80s in 18 years. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones, how many quarterbacks have actually played till their 40s? I know it's going to be more common now, but I think you can count them on two hands <laughs> like that have actually been serviceable in their 40s. So mm, that was a good one. That was a funny one. But yeah. Basically, he, basically looks, he, he does. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. You're right, Troy Aikman. I wonder if they're going to try to replace him soon. I think they yeah. should. Philip Rivers, uh, who would be great. I know Monday Night Football tried to get him. He wants to coach high school football, but um, people like that. Wow. There's gonna there's gonna be more old quarterbacks retiring. Uh, I, I feel like that's the way to go. Because the game's passed Troy Aikman by two. Like the way that football was played back then is so mm-hmm. much different than it is now. And the brilliance of a Romo or of a Manning, Mannings or of Drew Brees is they're just recently gone. So they know everything still in football and they know these defensive coordinators and they know these coaches. And so I feel like I re- I like hearing what they have to say because they're able to describe plays to me in such a simple way. Whereas Troy Aikman still basing things off concepts from the nineties. And it's, I don't think people run, Yeah, I guess some of the routes are the same, right? Yeah. Like posts and corners and stuff, but it's like, they didn't even use motion back then, you know. Motion was like a a foreign concept in the in the 1990s. I feel like, right? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel I I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they didn't use motion much. 
Um, Michael Irving played in the three-point stance in Miami at times, okay? so <laughs> No way. No way. Yeah, there's way. videos of it because the coach oh. is all, this is how sprinters start, so why wouldn't you start this way? <laughs> That's hilarious. So That wasn't that long ago. The sports evolved. Uh, okay. Anything else? Am I, am I forgetting any teams? Did the, the Broncos didn't play today, Steve? No? Oh, my God. Tim Boyle. What are we doing? Tim Boyle. Hey, did you hear him talk about how he has a negative touchdown interception ratio? in college and somehow he was starting a game in the nfl um did he say he was blessed with luck what the did, did he say his parents have high high ranking positions in nfl front offices what do you say yeah i don't know um i think that uh they were i don't i have no idea he probably has a career negative touchdown interception ratio probably in honestly. high school too uh, maybe combined maybe i don't know oh my career, he's PB2. so bad the bra- how is he on an nfl roster yeah, how's he no active? Offense, no, 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 no offense to him. It's impressive. How how could you have stats like that in college and make it to the NFL? He's doing something right. Is he a salesman? Elite salesman or something? He must be, but I'll, I'll, let, here's a stat line today. 15 for 23, respectable completion percentage. 77 yards, zero touchdowns, two Ouch. picks. Ouch. Did he fumble at all? I don't think he fumbled. Okay. Um, lost thirteen ten to the Browns. Panic, panic mode for the Browns. Like Baker's another guy that shouldn't be playing right now. There's no there. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get. I understand high level athletes are very um, confident in their abilities and very cocky and don't want to get replaced and think that they're the best person for the job. Baker's clearly hobbled, and if anything, he's hurting. He's he wants a big contract. He's hurting he, every game he plays like this. It's taking one million a year off. Okay, True. he's a disaster. He he's been ter- he he was he was subjectively close to objectively, but I'd say subjectively worse than Tim Boyle today. Fifteen really? for twenty-nine, one hundred and seventy yards, one touchdown, two picks, and he threw some egregious same level. Yeah, same level. So him, him and Tim him and Tim Boyle were the same out there. <laughs> um yeah i agree baker take a week off man it, it would do you well they play he could lose his job if he takes a week off well guess what they play the ravens back-to-back weeks they play the ravens on sunday they have a bye week and then they play the ravens on <laughs> the next sunday uh i would i would say case keenum on sunday Especially if Lamar's still screwed up. I don't know what Lamar's thing is. Like it's it doesn't sound great. Uh I feel like player, I feel like that never happens. Players missing games for having the flu or for having, you know, a stomach bug. And you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, maybe. So maybe we'll see. Okay. Monday night football, Tampa versus the Giants. Tomorrow, Tampa 10 and a half point favorites. I will be betting that. That's my my final tidbit. I think we're due for a good Brady game. Nice. So, okay, boys. Steve, anything else? Nope. Steve, we're good. Benny, anything else? Ooh, before you yeah. answer that, funny thing happened tonight in uh, Detroit where LeBron punched a person and punched uh, Isaiah Stewart in the face, quote-unquote, accidentally when they had arms Jeez. locked. Isaiah Stewart was bleeding terribly. 
Uh, they separate the players because he's obviously mm-hmm. mad. Isaiah Stewart then charges at the Lakers and tries to fight. Russell Westbrook has his dukes up like he like uh, he's saying, why oughta? And he gets a technical and he looks like the Notre Dame fighting Irish uh, mascot, uh-huh. the way he's holding his hands. He's like, he's like I this. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you like, would you like a little brouhaha, mate? It was, it was, uh, it was pretty, it was the pretty. Notre Dame fighting Irish. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty hilarious, but okay. That was my final thing. Um, Isaiah Stewart's probably going to get suspended. LeBron might get suspended too. I doubt LeBron it. LeBron suspended too. I don't think he will, but he might, he probably, eh, I don't know. He started I don't it. Yeah, nah. He has his arm locked up. Don't don't lock up LeBron's arm. He'll punch you. Yeah, someone dead LeBron. Everyone be like, kick, kick him out of the league. Kick him out of the league. Yeah, that's true. But Isaiah Stewart's Isaiah Stewart, not LeBron. You know. <laughs> Get hey, better at basketball. If it's, if it's allowed, whoever next time they play, I hope he locks arms and just just throws him to the ground, just beating shit. <laughs> That'd be a good career moment for Isaiah Stewart. He'd be playing yeah. in. Uh, we would never forget playing. about Isaiah Stewart if that happened. Yeah, we'd see his highlights in Bolivia for the next for the next 15 to 18 years. Troy Aikman would uh would be happy about that. Okay. Thank you, boys.